Hi, this is Rhonda Johnson with Life of Love Ministries. I'm here with my husband, David Johnson, and we want to talk about the Passover today. Today is Good Friday of the year 2020, and um, one thought that I had today was that Jesus' last last thing that he did with his 12 disciples was the Passover. And so many Christians today really don't understand about Passover and communion and Easter and how those things are defined by Christianity, what God's opinion of those things might be. So I just wanted us to take a couple of minutes today, just a few minutes, and talk about those things. Um, in Exodus chapter 12, we find the story where God tells Moses, actually Moses and Aaron, he tells them in verse 3 of chapter 12, tell the whole community of Israel which are, they were God's people, that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. We were recently in a conversation with a group of ministers, and the discussion came up of how we could do Holy Communion with with Resurrection Sunday coming up. and um, With the coronavirus. Right, with yeah. the coronavirus quarantine and all mm -hmm. those things. And it just, the conversation quickly got away from taking of the bread and the wine and remembering Jesus to a lot of details and denominational ideas and boundaries. And I wanted to pull us back to thinking about what Passover and communion Communion is the remembrance of Passover. Well, they were concerned about the restrictions and how we're going to do this. Uh, how is the how is the pastor going to bless the elements uh, when we can't get within six feet of each other, and and whether the pastor could pass them out or not? That was one of the big issues. And the blessing of because we were talking about having each family in our congregation bring their own uh, bread and juice. Because we're having drive-in communion. We're going to have a drive-in service in our parking lot. And each family is going to stay in their vehicles. And so we're just having each family bring their own. So whatever a family brings, that's what they're going to use to remember the Lord's life. The, the, the commandments that God gave to remember Passover. The death and, and uh, life and resurrection of Jesus. That's what they're going to use to commemorate this time and so it really just made us start thinking about how different and how misled so many christians are of course good friday is something that christians celebrate because that's the day that our lord jesus gave, gave his life for us and so good friday is not a jewish holiday it's not in the bible uh you know, be named Good Friday. Um, Jews, of course, celebrated the Passover, as I just spoke about, as was given to them in in the Old Testament when God told the children of Israel to take the lamb and to take the blood from the lamb and put it over their doorpost. And that was the last of the plagues that um, God put on Egypt. And just as he had protected his people from all the other plagues, he protected the Israelites from the death angel by them putting this blood over their doorpost 
And it became known as the Passover because the Lord said that the death angel would pass over them and God would protect them. And um, <clears throat> the Passover feast and this celebration was ordered by God to be done by his children with their individual families in their homes. Mm -hmm. And that was a big something that a lot of the ministers and a lot of the people listening to the Facebook live uh, meeting that I was in, they had to, it was, it was like a, a stark reminder. that was like, Oh yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. they had completely, Oh yeah, that's right. Communion and, and all that, that really, that was, that started in people's homes. So I guess it's okay for people to do that as families in their cars, you know? So it, it was funny though, to me, how that hit people in a new and, you know, like almost idealistic way. Um, so what we call communion is really the Lord's Supper or a symbolic Passover. Um, Jesus' last supper with his disciples was, of course, the night that was the very time when Judas became known that Jesus was aware of his betrayal also. Um, so, David, would you talk to, would you tell us about, because you lead our family every year, yeah. But sometimes our church family also in a Passover Seder. Mm -hmm. And it's an extremely precious time for us um, to remember both the children of Israel in Exodus and how that Jesus became our Passover lamb. Okay. So Passover Seder is, is symbolic of Passover. And um, it is what we do to remember of course, when we came out of bondage, when the, the Jews came out of bondage, and also us coming out of bondage of our sins with Jesus' death on the cross. When, in, in what we call the Last Supper, Jesus uh, uses the bread and the wine as symbolic of his uh, body and his blood, and he speaks to uh, what is about to happen to him. So the disciples, not completely understanding what he was talking about, they went right along with that, out of obedience, as was their custom. Uh, but also, the Israelites in Egypt, they didn't understand. Right. There, there wasn't time to go into detailed explanation as to what everything meant from the from the blood on the doorpost, uh, from the unleavened bread, to the bitter herb, the green vegetables, the carousel, you know, all these things. It wasn't clear what it all was, but let me ask you a question. They did it by obedience, yes. So they were told, that the children of Israel in Egypt were told to eat this meal yeah. fast. Yes. Eat it quickly. Yes. Eat it with your Lean walking it. stick yes. in, in, in your hand, with your shoes on, yeah. and with your cloak up around your arm like you're ready to walk. Yeah, even the bread, even, even uh, <clears throat> the Passover bread, unleavened bread, is called the bread of haste. Because, you know, you didn't have time for the yeast to rise. So it was something you were going to do quickly because we're getting out of here tomorrow. Do you yeah. think they realized, though, that they were really going to leave? Um, you know, it was unclear to them what Pharaoh was going to do because Pharaoh had always promised, yeah, yeah, you get these lice away, get the, stop the frogs, um, fix the rivers, and, and I'll let your people go. Then he always reneged every time. Right. So I, I think they hoped that was going to happen, but um, to be sure, no, they, they weren't sure of anything. Okay. They were just sure that they were disappointed by all the other nine plagues, but 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 they obeyed right. the Lord. Right. They they obeyed Moses 
you know, as receiving what God had told him. And, and that's what spared their lives. They did everything he said. And, uh, and that's, that's, that's what we do when we receive the Passover Seder. We are remembering what happened then and also what Jesus said when he, he said, do this in remembrance of me. Yeah. Right. And God's word also says in Exodus that this is an ordinance forever. Yes. And so when we consider ourselves Christians, we are Judeo-Christians. We're Christians, which means to be like Christ. And so if we're going to be like Christ, we're going to be like Jews in some ways, if we're going to follow after Jesus. Yeah, Jesus being a Jew, yeah. Well, since he's <laughs> right. <laughs> and so when we think of doing things like the Passover, that seems so Jewish and so odd to our modern Christian um, traditions and habits and things. I mean, bunny rabbits and chicks have become so much more what we celebrate and what we remember than a Passover Seder or a feast, as the word calls it also. Um, and so when we think of being, you know, different and doing these things, um, I think that it's important for us to remember that it's us doing things different and differently that is our testimony that is what makes people ask us questions and by doing things differently by honoring the seder but i mean by honoring the passover by honoring the lord in this feast by taking communion in your car at a drive-in mm -hmm. church service hopefully maybe you'll have a uh, communion in your homes yep. and and just you, you mm -hmm. and if, if you're alone in your home, have communion alone. If, uh, if you are, you know, a family, then have, have, have communion as a family who, whoever has to lead it. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I, I did want, I want to address that because a lot of things that, you know, Jesus is, has brought us liberty and freedom. Yes. Uh, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So, as Christians, we have a lot of liberty. We really do, uh, to the point where Paul says, don't allow your liberty to become a stumbling block to those of weaker conscience. So we are people of liberty and freedom. But in the organized church, that has been stifled. It, it, how we're supposed to baptize, how we're supposed to uh, distribute communion, what we're supposed to say, what we're supposed to do with our hands while we're doing it. And, and there are so many restrictions and laws and borders and boundaries so that when we come into a virus situation that we're in, this coronavirus, um, and then we, we go to receive communion, liberty is there for us. And, yes, and for me say, no, you, you can't do it that way. Who said? Who said I can't do it that way? Mm -hmm. What well, organized religion? Well, there's a lot of other things that organized religion has done that we don't really want to follow. Right. So we do have liberty and freedom in receiving the Lord's table and, and Passover. So, uh, you know, Jesus has come to make things easier for us, not more difficult. And so we do have that liberty to be able to do that. One of the easiest things, well, the easiest thing in the universe to do is to receive salvation. Right. How, how difficult is it to receive a gift? So God's come to give gifts to his children not to give us puzzles, That's you know, good. to unlock these gifts. So, mm -hmm. so we, we, I think the church should always remember that we do have liberty. We have freedom when it comes to approaching Christ. Our grandchildren, 
they have liberty and freedom when it comes to us. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we <laughs> just gave them some gifts, you know, and stuff. And, and, and when I was watching them unbox the gifts, I was thinking, well, let's give them another one. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. So, so that's, that's the nature of a parent. Who's a better parent than God? So we do have liberty and freedom, especially when we obey him. Right. So I just want to encourage you to take your liberty yeah. and celebrate this Good Friday with communion and remember the Lord's death uh, that he died for you. He died. Yes, he died for the sins of the world, but he died for you and your sins, the ones you have already committed and the ones you're yet to commit. And so I want to end by praying for you, Father. I just ask right now that you would just move by your Holy Spirit and help us to remember you today. Help us to remember your death, your life, and the resurrection, Lord. And help us, Father, to celebrate today as you instructed us to do so many years ago. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful resurrection season. Bye-bye.